0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the J.K.L. podcast. Maybe it's not evening for you. Maybe it's morning or afternoon. I don't know. Whenever you're listening to this, good that. And thank you so much for checking this out. This is the last installment in the 7 Days, 7 Nuggets podcast. You might be thinking, James, you're full of shit. This is your seventh nugget in like 13 days. And you know what I say to that? You're so right. You're very right <laughs> oh, I couldn't make the seven seven nuggets in seven days. honestly, I'm a little more disappointed in myself than I think people sh- should think that I should be um i I've forgiven myself life life happens schedules happen when you're a freelance musician and a an intense discus hobbyist time can be a hard thing to uh predict. Even despite your best efforts, but nevertheless, I'm happy to finish this out tonight with my my seventh of seven nuggets in seven days. Um, yeah, it's a it's a nice it's a nicely warm and humid Tuesday evening here in the H Town. Uh, summer's been pretty fun up to this point. It's July 15, 16th, so I guess for those of us who work to some extent in academia. It's kind of the middle of the summer, um, and summer's been cool. I've had a pretty nice, uh, a pretty nice groove of training in trombone. I usually wake up rather early, not the earliest, not the latest, and then as soon as my alarm clock goes off, my dog is jumping on me, and right then and there, it's time. He knows what time it is. I know what time it is. Got to feed that boy, walk him. Come back, get a little bit of breakfast, head out the door to go throw. I'm at the U of H ring usually by about ten, maybe nine thirty some days. Uh, shout out to University of Houston Track and Field Program for letting me use their facilities to train. Uh, it's it's such an amazing luxury, such a crucial luxury uh, to be able to use their facilities, and it's the facilities one of the best programs in the country. U of H finish. 3rd in the Outdoor Track and Field Championships in the NCAA uh, this past season. Congrats to them. Uh, I get out there for, throw for about an hour and a half. I get a little break via driving my car to the gym. Chug a Gatorade. You know, it's I guess it's not ideal to have that much sugar. But if it's in between two training sessions, I seem to do okay with it. Uh, I go do some lifting or usually before that when i get to the gym i warm up a little bit and then i get into some auxiliary work and for those of you who may not know what that means i'll do some uh it's one of three components i my one of my three main components i use in my training first is obviously throws training secondly is auxiliary which means i'm doing um med balls or sprints or jumps or footwork agility work Anything that I think I can add to make me a better thrower and of course there is the weightlifting session Um, and actually for me I'd say my priority in training is going to be first and foremost throws training secondly my athletic training things that make me athletic help me jump or move around and weights I would say is last on the totem pole of importance for throwers that's just my opinion but I'm also very high on my own opinion that's why I have a podcast by the way (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah, did all that, got home today. Took a little power nap. 20 minute power nap. The alarm went off and whenever that alarm goes off, everybody knows what time it is, especially my dog. Walked my dog again, came back. Spent some time playing trombone, which was awesome. Practicing some trombone and now here I am recording this podcast. Today's topic To wrap up all of this hubbub I've had on these nuggets, thank you again, by the way, for listening, partaking in this exercise of mine. Today, I want to explore, or more so share, how important it has been to me, how, how beneficial it has been to me to reduce my ego quite a bit. Especially when I'm practicing either music or uh, the discus or anything really. Um, of course, I, I I generally, I think compared to others, have, I have a big ego. Okay, very big ego. And uh, <laughs> I'm not even so sure it's safe or the correct thing to say that anybody should get rid of their ego. But I can say at least reducing my ego has been very helpful in uh, practicing the trombone lately and uh, especially practicing discus in fact because i did it practicing trombone i was able to i am able to apply that mindset at least half the time i'm not saying i'm a perfect practice i'm i'm far 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 from it but what i can say is during my best practices it's usually when i reduce the ego and um you know being a younger man practicing my trombone especially in my early 20s my mid-20s you you really start to I mean, I don't know if it's everybody's like that, but for me, it was like, you know what? Unless this shit sounds badass today, it can't be a great practice day. And it felt like a quote-unquote good practice day was few and far between. Uh, few and far in between. And in retrospect, I realized that just was not a healthy way to do things. And even in my early 20s when I was throwing for the University of Houston, it's like, and I feel like a lot of young throwers go through this today. Unless it's unless it feels great, quote-unquote, unless it goes far, unless something goes amazing today, it's not a great practice. And I don't think that's healthy. I think we need to remove this idea of what's good or bad. Uh, we need to remove this idea of, um, yeah, what's good or bad. And I think, you know, what's good or bad goes back to our ego when we judge ourselves so much. Because when we throw amazingly, we can be happy about it, and when we throw like shit... We get very judgmental of ourselves, and that in itself, in my, in my opinion, boosts our ego because we can be critical of something, even if it's ourselves. <laughs> and I know that firsthand for me because I'm, I'm very self-critical. So, you know, reducing the ego, I, I, I alluded to it when Nathan Cunningham and I talked about it on our podcast we had. This was the second interview uh, in this podcast series uh, with the tubist and brew, brewer, Nathan Cunningham. The ego can get in our way when we practice anything, and it can even debilitate us. It can make us super critical. It can make us super analytical. It it can send us down a very nasty path. You know, it can it can send us temporarily into a great frenzy of uh, self-aggrandizing, and then it can also send us into the depths of hell. And we got to find ways to kind of temper ourselves to be productive, no matter what. And like I say again, for, for me, it's been to reduce the ego. One great thing, I can't exactly remember when, but one of my friends who is a teacher posted on Facebook, and I read her, I read her uh, a thought she had, and she said, "You you come into class to learn, and you have to check, you have to check your leave your expectations at the door." Actually, it might have been a yoga teacher, somebody I don't really talk to very often, but I remember reading this like check leave your expectations at the door. And just come into work, so you have objectives, you have goals, you have things you you dream of accomplishing, and then that can be it. That's it right there. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's something that's very common in say a young person learning, a child learning. There's goals, there's aspirations, there's dreams, and there's no, there's no unhealthy expectations. You know, you, you can't tack on, well, it's helped me to not tack on expectations for every practice session I've had or every uh, discus throw session I've had. Not to say that I should have a low standard, but more so be in the mood and be in the heart of exploring and learning and improving. Some days you improve 5%, some days you improve 60%, some days you might improve you know, 90%. But to enjoy it all the same, as long as you're improving and exploring. And that's really helped my playing, you know, because because especially as I'm getting older, my lips are less and less able to feel consistent uh, on a daily basis. Every day, it kind of seems like, man, this is stiff here. This isn't working as well here. And I remember when I was younger, it would really freak me out. Like, oh, my gosh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. That's not good. And I realized the only reason I freaked out so much is that I wasn't keeping my ego in check. You know, I was like, oh, this isn't so good. And somebody's going to hear it. And it's like, oh, it's terrible. My life sucks. And that's not a healthy place to be, obviously. Now I can warm up. I can be patient. I have no expectations. I'm full of aspiration. That's a good mantra. No expectations, but be full of aspiration. And um, and, and it works wonders for my discus practice. And what? how I know this is that when, when my ego does get too, out of control, it it gives me really bad discus practices. I start fishing for how to fix things. I start. I try to become more controlling. I try to become more. Uh, I try to use too much effort. I get very frustrated. It you know I I am not going to say my practices are always great, but uh, this these past few days, maybe past week or so, I've had great practices. With absolutely no expectations, just full of aspiration and full of ob- objectives—things that I know I can do, things that I know are productive—and I was just going to build off of those things. You know, simple things. Be do what you can manage, even if. And these are things I tell. I, it sounds like I'm. You know, these are things I tell myself when I'm out there. I'm. I'm literally talking out loud to myself when I'm when I'm out there throwing. It's like, I say, do what you can manage. Start there, even if it's. 20 feet if i'm trying to throw the disc is 200 feet but right now when i feel like shit i can throw 20 feet beautifully i'm going the right direction and i can throw 20 feet with a full heart full intention full focused uh focus and my next throw can go 60 or 70 feet or whatever as long as i'm starting from somewhere and i'm and i'm focused and my ego isn't clouding my judgment my ego isn't killing the the mood the focus at the moment so that's what that's what i'll say you know it, i'm 34 years old now um and i've been th- i've like all 34 year olds we've been through a lot uh in our personal lives and you know pff, who knows what's gonna what we can say about ourselves when we're 40 50 60 70 but at 34 years old i've been practicing a lot of different things and it's i'm certain this is one of the most important pillars of practice i will ever Come across is to keep the ego I check. I'm sure I'm not an expert at, at the ego. I, I'm convinced that there's a there's a time and place to have a very high ego, probably during performance or something like that. Uh, but during practice, it seems to have been very detrimental to me over the years. You know, for definitely on the trombone for nearly two decades of practicing, uh, and 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 just very recently, I've been able to keep that in check and to be very productive, and to when you check your ego and you have no expectations, you start digging more into creativity. You start digging into more of what it the unique things you can offer to what you're doing, to how you throw, to how you play an instrument, to how you might do your work or how you might uh, design origami. I don't know, but it's reducing that ego and then upping your aspirations and your imagination. This is when you can start being creative. This is what I found, and you 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 lose a lot of your fear dissolves, and you're just full of good intention. And I'm, as in you, I'm talking to myself. These are things like when I'm not talking to a podcast, Mike. Honestly, it's kind of weird. I I'm in my apartment, just talking to myself in this way. So, I, <laughs> if I sound like I'm demanding something of you, the listener, it's more like me regurgitating the things I say to myself in my apartment but I just wanted to share this it, it has been beneficial in my experience to keep the ego in check some people don't have an ego that's out of control and they can listen to what I'm saying and I'm like of course no shit and to you I say awesome good luck you know good job and fuck you I'm just kidding but um, anyways that's all I wanted to get across just sharing this realization I've had if, if you are having any frustrations in your practice I'd say have no expectations and be full of aspirations but with, but with but with a a kind heart aspire if you if you go one percent towards your aspiration or hundred percent they're both equally as beautiful and it sounds like some you know some snowbird no no not snowbird what do you call it snowflake stuff to say but it's it's true. It's true. It's better to reinforce yourself positively than to fixate on negative energy. That negative stuff, your your brain develops those patterns you fixate. it. The more you think about the bad shit you're doing, your brain identifies with that more, right? If you if you if your if your brain is full of bad shit, your brain is going that way. You're physically wiring your brain to go down that channel. So, we need to have that positive reinforcement when you practice no matter what, no matter how it feels. Every victory is the same, whether it be big or little on any given day. Um, I remember when I first came back to throwing after the 10-year hiatus. That was, I, I refer to that time as a, as a great time because it was such an amazing time. Because truly at that time, I had no expectations. And I was full of just love and aspirations. And I wasn't filled with that anxiety. I remember going to my first meet and one of the throws at U of H said, Hey, so what do you think you're going to throw today? And I was like, I have no idea. And I said it with a very not in a confused way, but a very happy way, like, I have no idea. And you know, I ended up winning that meet. <coughs> and actually that throw was further than any throw I've had this season. So I've been tapping back into that mindset I had when I first came back. It's just full of full of aspiration, turning my mind on, turning my heart on, turning my heart on. <laughs> That's what I said. Turning my mind on, turning my heart heart on and uh proceeding from there no expectations uh no minimizing the judgmental the judgmental nature you know I'll see throwers and definitely myself I can get into this pattern too and I got I got a fight to get out of it but I'll see throwers just throw a bad throw and then just go spiral down this negative emotional series of you know series of thoughts and it's like no just don't even judge it just forget about it you know I know what you just did was a fluke We're working towards a goal. It wasn't anything that resembled it. Forget about it. Let's get back on the path towards where we want to go with patience, with a full heart, with aspirations and no expectations. So uh, that's what I wanted to get across. Thank you again. If you heard all seven of these nuggets in seven days, but not really like 13 days, thank you so, so much. Maybe one of you or two of you did it, endured it. Thank you for uh, being with me on this exercise here. I will be reverting back to seeking out interviews with awesome people from around town. I'm zeroing in on getting Mr. John Calderon, a guitarist uh, for the late, great Al um, has, I'm being pretty lazy here, but he has said we're, "You know, he's down, and I just got to call him back and set it up. He's a busy dude, but that's what I hope to get back to you with. Thank you always to my supporters and my sponsors, RC Health Services rchealthservices.com is their website they are one of the top CPR and EMS training facilities in the world with locations all over the country and uh, there's no doubt you or someone you know will need what they offer look into it rchealthservices.com not only are they one of the best in the world now but they are one of the best They're, they're leading this industry into the future so it's an exciting time Robert and Haiti Chambers, who own the the, uh, the company, they're awesome people. I've 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 talked at length about these awesome people on this podcast. Check them out. Also, activated muscles. Uh, it's, there's no doubt that they'll help you. They definitely help me. Raul and Eddie Treverton help my body be more efficient. That's all there is to it. They help me. They're, it's almost like Raul goes in and reprograms my body, and then I go out to the workout or whatever, and I just I feel more efficient. And that's good if you're an athlete, if you're an instrumentalist, if you're just a regular person who needs to walk down the street. Making your body agree with itself, helping it remember how it's supposed to work, that that adds so many layers of health on your life. Not just your joints, not just your back, but also your stress levels, um, your mood, your anxiety or lack thereof. Your body is a manifestation of your mind, and and vice versa. So check them out. Activated muscles at activatedmuscles.com. Thank you so very very much.